Masech's Per Parak Gimel Mishnah Beis until Parak Gimel Mishnah Hey. We learned in the previous Parak that if one plants his field with just one species, then even if he harvests parts of the field at different times, he still only needs to take one payer, because we view it as one extended harvest. However, our mission is going to teach that that is only the case if one could have theoretically harvested it all in one go. But if, when he originally harvested the first parts of the field, the rest of the field was not yet ready to be harvested, then we don't view it as one extended harvest. Rather, they're two different harvests and therefore require two different pairs to be separated. Hamenamer es sodehu, one who makes his field spotty. Menamer comes from the word nomer, which is a leopard, because of its spots. And what this means is that he harvests parts of the field, and only those parts which are ripe. So for example, if he had extra fertilizer in certain areas of the field, that caused those areas to ripen quicker, and so he harvested those areas, and then waited a few days, a few weeks, and then he'll go and harvest the rest of the field. But at this stage, for Shir Lachem, he left over the fresh but unripe stalks in the ground, and did not harvest those. So Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva says that since at the time that he harvested the first lot, if you think about it, when he comes to harvesting the second lot, he's now harvesting lots of different patches. It's not as if he harvested one half of the field, and now he's harvesting the other half. He's now literally harvesting patches wherever he didn't harvest the first time. And therefore they're considered like separate fields, and therefore he has to separate a payer from each patch individually. Again, because this second harvesting is disconnected from the first harvesting, which means that now we look at each patch as a separate field. However, the Chachom say, no, even though at the original harvesting, the rest of the field was not yet ready to be harvested, nevertheless, at the end of the day, it was originally one field. So we do view it as one extended harvest, and therefore, when he comes to separating payo at the end, he can separate from one part of the field on behalf of the entire field. However, this is only true if the field is generally planted with lots of the species together in a continuous field. Because then, someone who looks towards the field looks at it as one extended, as one extended harvest. He realizes that all the parts of the field were originally one field which grew together. However, when it comes to certain fields, such as mustard fields, mustard is generally planted in patches. Which means that if somebody plants mustard in a continuous field, but then harvests part of it and leaves over patches, someone who sees those patches is not going to say, oh, it was originally part of one big field, because mustard is generally not planted as one big field. And therefore, in a situation where somebody plants dill or mustard in three different places, and what this really means is that he left over three patches of mustard seeds, after the first harvest. In that scenario, he must give a payer independently from each patch by itself, because there it certainly does not look like one extended harvest, since mustard and dill and other similar plants are generally not planted as one big field, and so it certainly does look like separate harvests and therefore require separate payers. Mishnah Gimel, one who uproots fresh, just about ripe onions for the sake of selling them in the marketplace. And he leaves other onions to grow more and to dry more for the sake of storing them. Meaning that the longer you leave the onions in the ground, the longer they will last after you uproot them and the longer you'll be able to store them. So this person, once again, is harvesting his field in two different occasions. But over here, there's another factor involved. There's actually two other factors involved. Number one is the fact that the actual onions will be different. The ones plucked originally in the first harvest will be fresh, they'll be moist, they won't last so long. 
whereas the later ones will be drier and will be stored for much longer. So firstly, there's a difference in the actual onions, but secondly, there's a difference in the purpose of his harvesting. The first lot that he harvests, he intends to sell now, whereas the second lot that he harvests, he intends to store. So these two factors combined separate the two harvests, and therefore, Nosen Peol Elul Atzman. Elul Atzman, he should leave payoff for these lot by themselves, and the other lot by themselves. He should separate two separate payoffs for the two different times that he harvests them. The truth is, these two factors, there's a discussion in the Mepharshim, which is the more crucial factor. Is it the fact that they have different purposes? Although the actual onions are different. Similarly with certain types of beans. Similarly, the same applies to a vineyard. If one harvests that vineyard or that field at two separate occasions for two separate purposes, and the produce will actually be at different stages of ripening and they'll last for different amount of times, once again you would separate two separate payas. Now if a farmer sees that his crop is planted too close together, then they would do something known as maidel. Hamedel, one who removes part of the crop in order to allow space for the rest of the crop to grow properly. To get enough airspace, to get enough nutrients. The halacha is that the crop which you pluck now, for the sake of the rest of the crop, is not obligated in payer. The reason being that you're not really harvesting it. It's not considered harvesting it if you're only taking it out of the ground for the sake of the rest of the crop, and not for its own sake. And as well as that, in most cases, this crop won't even be ripe yet. If you're taking it out so that the rest of the crop can grow properly, this is going to be done at quite an early stage, before it's ripe. And we said at the beginning of the Masechta that only something which can last and be stored for a while is obligated in payer. But if you take something out of the ground before it's ripened, then it does not last long and therefore it is exempt from payer. So the Mishnah says that He should leave payer from the remaining crop at the end, when he harvests that, and he should only leave it for that which is left in the ground. Meaning he does not need to separate payar for that which was taken out of the ground originally, for the sake of the other crop. Now ends off the Mishnah, going back to the beginning of our Mishnah, which talked about somebody who harvests his field at two different occasions for two different purposes. If the Hamachlik Me'achas Yod, if he uproots them in one go with one hand, meaning he just uproots lots at one go, and he takes from the ground both fresh and dry onions, meaning ones which would generally go to the marketplace, and ones which would generally be stored, he uproots those together. So clearly here, he's not going to use them for different things. He's either going to bring all of them to the marketplace, or he's going to store all of them. And there are no longer two purposes involved, and therefore, whereas in the first case, where there were two purposes, you took two different payas, in this scenario, he should give from the remaining produce, meaning the last produce which is harvested, he can separate from that over everything, meaning we view it all as one harvest, and therefore he only needs to take one payer on behalf of all of it. Mission Dalad, one of the five conditions for something to be chayv and payer, which we listed at the beginning of the Masechta, is that it has to be something which is eaten under normal circumstances. Now we're going to see that from this Mishnah, that's not entirely accurate. It's not that this specific food, this specific plant, has to be eaten under normal, normal circumstances. Rather, it has to be from a species which is eaten under normal circumstances. But if these particular crop happen to be edible but not eaten under normal circumstances, as long as they are edible, they would be obligated in payer. And therefore, which literally means mothers of onions. And this refers to onions which are left in the ground for a very long time. And the purpose of these onions is to produce lots of other onion seeds which you're going to plant, but not really to eat this onion itself. And once the onion is left in the ground for so long, it becomes less and less fit for consumption. However, it's still edible. 
And since in general onions are eaten under normal circumstances, chayavas b'peyah, these particular onions will still be obligated in peyah, according to the first opinion of our Mishnah. However, Rabbi Yossi Poiter, Rabbi Yossi exempts them because by the time you take the onions out of the ground, they're pretty much inedible. So even if they begin edible and remain just about edible for most of their growth, by the time you take them out, they're inedible, and therefore they are exempt from peyah. Says the Mishnah, Malbanus habit solim shabin hayorok. Patches of onions which are planted in between green herb-like vegetables. Plants. And we're talking specifically about plants which are exempt from peyah. Most vegetables are exempt from peyah because they don't fulfill one of the five conditions. Namely, they don't last for a very long time. So our situation in the Mishnah is where there are onions which are obligated in peyah. But in between lots of the onions, there are plants which are exempt from peyah, separating the various patches of onions. So Rabbi Yossi, Omer Rabbi Yossi says, He's got to separate peyah from each patch independently of the other ones. Because like we mentioned in the, in the second parak, another species in the same field does separate the various parts of the field into different parts, and therefore requires different payers to be separated. So to over here, the green vegetables are considered a separation between each patch, and therefore each patch requires its own payer. However, interestingly, the Chachom, I mean, the Chachom argue, and they hold you can take payer from one of the patches on behalf of the entire field of onions, the reason being that this is different to the case in the second parak. In general, another species would separate the different parts of the field, but in our case, the other species is exempt from payer, which means that when you're considering payer obligations, something which is not obligated in payer is considered secondary to produce which is obligated in payer, and therefore these green vegetables are considered insignificant. We view them as empty space, as air. So it's as if the field is just full of onions, or with gaps of empty space in between. But it's just an onion field, and there aren't patches separated by another species, because this other species is insignificant, since it's exempt from payoff, and therefore, one would take one payoff for the entire field. Mishnah Hey, what happens if there are two owners of a field? Ha'achin shecholku, brothers who inherit their father's property after he dies, shecholku who split the field between them. And we're talking about a case where they literally said that one brother will get this side of the field, and the other brother will get the other side of the field. So in that case, they're just like any two owners of, of a field, and therefore, they would give, no they would have to give two separate payos. Two owners cannot give one joint payor, because the Torah says, pa'as sodcha. You've got to give payor of your field, and it says your in the singular, sodcha. And therefore, one cannot give a joint payor with another owner. But if the brothers then went back and joined together, and said, you know what, let's be partners in the entire field. Partners are like one owner, and therefore Nosen Peachas, they would give one pair of the entire field. And even though the Torah says Sodcha in the singular, the Torah also says of a Kutzuchem. And when you harvest, and over there you is in the plural, which comes to include partners that partners can give one pair together. Now it's very important to realize that this all depends on the time of the harvesting. It's relevant whether they were joint owners, one owner, two owners, at any point of the processing of the crop, the planting, it's all irrelevant. The only relevant stage is at the time of the harvesting. Were they partners or were they separate owners? If they were partners and they give one payer, if each one owned a different part of the field, then they need to give two separate payers. Now the mission is going to apply this even to an individual tree. If two people buy a tree, and they're partners in the entire tree. Nosen peyah achas, they need to give one peyah. They can give from one peyah for the entire tree, because again, they're partners. However, lokach zetzafonov zedromai, if this one 
bought the north part of the tree, and this one bought the south side, meaning each one owes, owns a separate part of the tree. So in that case, they're two totally separate owners, and therefore Zenos and Perla Atzma over Zenos and Perla Atzma. This one should separate Perla for himself, and the other one should separate Perla for himself. But they cannot do it together. Alright, and now we come to the third part of our Mishnah. One who sells young trees within his field. And he only sold the trees. He did not sell the land in between the trees. He sold just the trees themselves. And the plan is for the buyer to then take those trees, uproot them, and replant them somewhere else. So if before he replants the trees, he wants to harvest them and pluck the fruit off them, the question arises once more, can he separate payoff from one of the trees on behalf of the others, or are they considered separate fields, as it were? So the Mishnah says the second option, he must leave payoff from each tree individually, because since the land in between each tree is not owned by him, there's nothing connecting each tree and making them like one field. So each one is by itself and requires its own payoff. Omar Rabbi Yehuda Amosai. Rabbi Yehuda says, when is this said? And when Rabbi Yehuda says the word Amosai, it comes up a number of times during Shas Mishnayis, where Rabbi Yehuda, after the Tanakhama says a halacha, Rabbi Yehuda comes and says Amosai. When is this the case? And whenever Rabbi Yehuda says that, he's not arguing with the previous opinion, rather he's elaborating and explaining in which case the previous opinion would apply. So Rabbi Yehuda says that when is this said, that number one, it's the buyer who has to separate payar, and number two, that when he separates payar, he has to do it individually for each tree by itself. That's specifically in a situation where the owner of the field didn't leave any trees for himself. But if the owner of the field did leave some trees for himself, he didn't sell every single tree in his field. And as well as that, we have to add into the Mishnah, he began to harvest his own trees before selling these young trees to the buyer. In that situation, the owner of the field has to separate payoff for the entire field's trees, and he can do it from one tree on behalf of all of them. And the reason for this is because as soon as somebody starts harvesting his field, he becomes obligated to separate payoff for that field. And if he then goes and sells part of those trees, it's understood that because the obligation fell upon the original owner, it's an understood part of the sale that he is still taking responsibility for separating payar for all of the trees, even the ones which he is going to sell. And therefore the mission tells us that it's the original owner's responsibility to separate payoff for all of the trees of the field.